Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski, and we have with us three guests. We have Kevin Vredevog. Hey, thanks for inviting me on. Paul Wilcox. Happy to be here. And Doug Gobeski. Wow, the 21st century. And we are kicking off the first installment of our Police March, where we watch movies that are named after police songs. <laughs> That's what we're doing, right? Uh, so we would do, hmm. Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. There must be a movie called Synchronicity. <laughs> but is there one called Synchronicity 2? <laughs> a sequel to Synchronicity, maybe. Was Message in a Bottle Sting oh, or the police? That, that's the police. We can do Message in a Bottle. Hey, hey. Oh, wow. This is easier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what else if we, is there? If we allowed Sting, then solo albums, then we could watch... Uh, 2002 erotic thriller desert rose (laughs) (laughs) paul's always trying to get us to watch desert rose (laughs) he says it's a shared experience (laughs) (laughs) but no we're here to actually do the seventh installment of the sci-fi shuffle this time it's 1993's demolition man so I guess if we wanted to start a police march, we could do that too. But officially, <laughs> this is the sci-fi shuffle. Unofficially, I guess it's a pilot. It's a backdoor pilot for the police march. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop the name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start? I don't remember anymore. Ah, I think we got to give a synopsis of 1993's Demolition Man in three sentences or less. Let's go with Paul. We don't usually do Paul, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> usually, usually we default to Doug. <laughs> or you. Yeah. And then make somebody else do it because I do a horrible job. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> Demolition Man. Um, the story of a guy who gets frozen and then unfrozen. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this the one with Polly Shore? Scott Rob Schneider. So probably. <laughs> Are they in a movie together? I guess I don't actually know. Polly Shore was in Encino Man, right? He was, yeah. Polly Shore. Okay, okay. I just want to make Schneider. sure. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I thought these two were the same person. Is the target? <laughs> what? <laughs> Philistines. Yeah, I'm not sure they've been in a movie together. You sound very surprised. I'm yeah, not it all just that surprised. Seems like they would have been in a movie together at some point. Yeah. Maybe they are the same person. Has anyone ever seen them in the same room at the same time? That's true. We don't know. Unless Charlie has. Uh, no, I haven't. Confirmed. <laughs> All right, Paul, we bought you some time. What's the movie about? Demolition Man is the story of John Spartan, a uh, plays-by-his-own-rules cop who manages to apprehend a maniac criminal before they are both sent to cryo prison and frozen for several decades. They are both unfrozen in a... A sterile future of low violence and high social control and a plot by the mayor governor Raymond Cocteau is foiled. Is that three sentences? Sure. I wasn't counting. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't anything. (laughs) I I blacked out, guys. (laughs) What did I just say? I was frozen the whole time. (laughs) I don't think you even mentioned Sandra Bullock. I mean, there's only so many sentences. I didn't <laughs> I didn't mention Sylvester Stallone or Wesley Snipes either. <laughs> Adam, you chose that we should watch Demolition Man this time. Why did you choose this one? I know it got a lot of meme action. I don't know how to say this. Yeah. Basically it was in the Zeitgeist. It was it was in the Zeitgeist uh, in, in like twenty twenty. And uh, I hadn't actually seen it. And so I found a copy of Goodwill and I thought, hey, I should save this for the sci-fi shuffle that's going to happen. <laughs> so I did. And it was worth it. Had anyone else seen the movie? Yeah, I watched it a couple years ago on streaming. It was basically like, oh, man, I haven't seen this movie. I really should. And I did. Yeah, same here. It was still kind of a later than I thought it would be watch for me, but it was like 2016, I think, when I first saw it. And then it became a major staple of my VHS collection. <laughs> right up there with Sister Act. Yep. And and Sister Act 2. Thinking habit. of my pile of like five videos. I have, it's pretty much that. Mortal Kombat. War Games. 
some anime smut, I assume. This is like the stack of five that stays upstairs, not the box. In the box. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's not locked behind the cupboard door. <laughs> yeah. I had not seen the movie prior to uh, tonight for the march. I don't remember when I saw it, but I did. It feels like maybe a late 90s watch, like on a school bus <laughs> long trip or something. A school bus? Yeah. I no, sorry. On that. like a, uh, what are those called? Motor coach? Yeah, like one of those. That's all sorts but of like ridiculous things on that. Trip still. <laughs> but I don't believe they're showing this to middle schoolers. No, no. People didn't care back then. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I know that's around the time that I watched it, but I don't remember much beyond that. I've, I've wanted to rewatch this one, but this gave me a good opportunity. So give us some background on the movie, Charlie. Uh, how, how did this come about? I don't know. It was the early 90s. It's about right. I was surprised how early in the 90s this movie came out. I would have guessed it was later, like 95, 96 or later, but it was pretty early on. I don't have a lot of background on it. I think it's just one of those movies that just got made. I don't know if there's any interesting stories. I think the only one I saw was that um, the original screenwriter wrote it as a spec script. While he was writing it, uh, he had a broken cassette player in his car that only played Demolition Man. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the story you need. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me that wasn't written for this movie? (laughs) All right. Now, I just sound stupid, but that's what I thought when I had the credits. I was like, this song is awesome. And Sting Sting singing it. They must have made it for this movie. This is the best. And I looked it up like, oh, no, (laughs) it's kind of the other way around. You guys are Philistines. I thought that too. I was like, this is a great... I can't believe they got Sting for this. <laughs> can't believe they got Sting to cover his own song. <laughs> I was like, I wish this was a Marvel movie. You put it in the Marvel yeah. sing-off. <laughs> well, all right, then what do you want to talk about? Uh, I'm surprised you chose such a reactionary movie, Adam. <laughs> Since the whole plot seems to be about how uh, the 21st century soy boys are bad and how we need to get rid of this uh, this whole lovey-dovey crap and listen to Dennis Leary instead. All Drink I some coffee-flavored coffee. That's him, right? That's Dennis Leary, right? To be fair, all I actually knew about the movie was that... Um, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes were in it. It was in the future, and people loved Taco Bell. I didn't realize it was a libertarian fever dream. <laughs> See, I think <laughs> I can no, it's not a- the whole thing. And then I was then I put myself in 1993. And I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <Like, know. laughs> the stakes were so low for that kind of culture war in 1993. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Leary came on and started doing his stand up at that one point. And I was like, yeah, that's basically the theme. The theme of this movie is just a, a Dennis Leary uh, rant. <laughs> <laughs> Writer Daniel Waters said his was intention was to have fun and he was not trying to be political or deeply examined political (laughs) correctness. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's something that came a lot later. A couple decades later, people were like, hey, now. (laughs) He cited the conclusion of the film where society will need to find a new balance and compromise as representing his own position in the political middle ground. So it's a centrist. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, I think you mentioned that this somehow entered public consciousness again in 2020 was that as a result of the subject matter with the uh i don't know conservatives view of what a liberals fever dream is or or what no i think it was more covid stuff and people not touching each other and no one using toilet paper oh yeah no fluid transfer (laughs) yeah people (laughs) talking to each other on video screens yeah i don't think it was specifically anything conservative i think it was more that But also, Paul might be the better person to ask, because Paul does sometimes explain the internet. Good question. To be honest, I I don't really remember Demolition Man memeing that much for some reason. Mainly because it was just a personal meme in my life since like 2016. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I wish I could explain the internet, though. See, I don't remember any Demolition Man memes during the COVID era. I don't know, maybe it wasn't memes, but just like in the conversation kind of things. 
Is this I mean, exclusively from me talking about demolition? Man? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> was it? Was I talking about like the three seashells because you couldn't get toilet paper or whatever? And like, it it certainly fits. And if if people weren't memeing on it, there's definitely plenty that they could have. Even the uh, you know when Sylvester Stallone like shakes that guy's hand or whatever, and he says, "Oh, germs!" After like it is there is perfect analogs for the COVID era, but. Yeah, never having seen the movie, I maybe I saw something on it, just wasn't able to make that connection at the time. Charlie, you're uh, terminally online. An- answer the question. Yeah, just all the cool, like, not touching high fives and stuff. <laughs> I can imagine doing it. Some of those are pretty cool, right? And yeah, whoever hasn't been on, like, a 15-way Zoom call and wanted to shoot every single <laughs> monitor nearby. <laughs> I guess let's start at the beginning. Simon Phoenix and John Spartan both get frozen and sent into the future because they've both been convicted of crimes. To take a quick step back from that, even uh, you commented you thought this was a later 90s uh, movie. I assumed it was like mid to late 80s because the Uh, horrifying future was set in like 1996. So the fact that they only had a three year gap from like present day to what they assumed was going to happen in L.A. That kind of cracks me up. I mean, it was the 90s. It was it was crime scary times. I guess. Yeah, (laughs) it was super predator times and all that. Yeah. Wasn't the Rodney King beating in like 92? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. In the previous area. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did say, like, things got really bad really quick <laughs> after you were gone. You have no idea how bad it was. But uh, did that make sense to you that a police officer would be convicted of manslaughter for not finding hostages? It's <laughs> a that- fantasy movie, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? He was told there were hostages and said that he didn't care. And blew the place up anyway. <laughs> That's right. I guess you, they, you they, heard, they thought he blew Simon it up. You heard Simon Phoenix's right. testimony, right? His eyewitness testimony. What, that they were already dead? No, that John Spartan said that he didn't care. Well, he looked for their heat signatures and they weren't there. Surely that's enough. And then they don't explain why he didn't find them, too. Yeah, they do. Why, why didn't he find them? They because they were already dead. So that's oh. why they didn't have heat signatures. Oh, and then there was no way to prove how they had died? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they'd been really, exploded. They bad investigation. Man, aren't you paying attention to the vital plot points have. happening while Sylvester Stallone is being uh, <laughs> road rashed? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the major like reveals. <laughs> Just thrown in the middle of, a, of an action scene. <laughs> and then Phoenix, who has taken over a whole section of L.A. with his crime syndicate, kidnapped and murdered among other things that we've seen on that screen, is up for parole much sooner <laughs> than John Spartan is. Much sooner. And it's not the first time he's been up for parole either. They put it back in. <laughs> they, they clearly established why that's the case, though. And it's not because they thought his crimes were not heinous. It's because Cocteau was cooking the books and doing evil things. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. Teaching Simon Phoenix how to be a terrorist. Is everyone still there? <laughs> yeah, we're just thinking about it. So, favorite performance in the movie? Everybody, what do you think? I'm a sucker for that guy who played Otho in Beetlejuice. He wasn't exactly a primary <laughs> character, but <laughs> I, was, I was happy that he was there. So, I got to give it up to uh, Wesley Snipes here, because he seemed like he was really having fun. Like he, he felt like a very believable villain who is just into mayhem for the pure love of mayhem. Yeah, it is really weird to see him here. I mean, you always forget about Wesley Snipes sometimes, especially like after watching the Blade movies where he's just so serious and doesn't seem to be having any fun, <laughs> as we've <laughs> talked up. about. But you, you just said you always forget about Wesley Snipes sometimes. Always and I for- want us to... I want to think about that sentence for a second. <laughs> Sometimes you only sixty percent of the time. About... every time <laughs> you forget <laughs> about how much fun he can be. So yeah, I would give him favorite performance of the movie. Although I liked Sandra Bullock really a lot too. Without her, I don't know. I don't know what the movie has. You know, really ties the whole thing together. Because some of the dialogue that she has to 
get through as well, especially at the beginning. I'm like, all right, you did a pretty good job of saying that w- ridiculous stuff that they've made you say. Sounds like, like a Gen Zer to me. All the future. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's super verbose. <laughs> um, I actually really enjoyed Nigel Hawthorne's performance as Dr. Cocteau. I know Nigel Hawthorne hated being in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, it's the guy from Yes Minister. And I was just like, all right, I'm on board with this, even though he's clearly evil. Like, yay. (laughs) But uh, failing that, I also enjoyed him. Honestly, I thought Sylvester Stallone uh, did a good job. He was like the right level of like muscle bound, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing it too dumb, but he wasn't playing it, like, too smart or anything. It was, like, the performance was pitched just about right. I did like when he started knitting, too. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I like how unreasonably upset about his knitting <laughs> Yeah, when he says something about, oh, I can fix that. I just need a needle of thread and then curses at himself. <laughs> like, that caught me off guard and I laughed. <laughs> And uh, according to the credits, I saw Jack Black is in this movie. Oh, yeah. Who was he? One of the Wasteland scrap people or something. Hmm. Which made me think like, oh, did they accidentally put this credit in from Waterworld? (laughs) 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 Like, no, he was in this one, too. Also, Jesse Ventura, technically in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's credited. Forgot to look. Oh, yeah, I saw him credited. I don't remember. Wait, is he one of the unthawed villains? Yeah, who gets Sorry, like, the thawed villains? Who gets approximately like thirty seconds of screen time, maybe? <laughs> he had like a scene cut. Is he the guy who kills Doctor Cocteau? Yes. All right, I remember him now. <laughs> I absolutely love how unceremoniously they tossed him onto the fire too. <laughs> that was... His leg ends up propped up all weird. Yeah. On the wall. <laughs> Hyper realism. I also enjoyed Rob Schneider's performance. I did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too overbearing or annoying. Then he had some funny bits and he wasn't trying to be like too much. Hey, look at me. Yeah, he was yeah. he he was still kind of Rob Schneider, but not in the way that Dennis Leary was Dennis Leary. During <laughs> right. That rant that apparently he wrote and had a lengthy approval process to get into this into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's why it stood out so much. He's like, I just want to... It's like, can I talk about smoking the whole time? No. <laughs> Wait a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, then Rob Snyder showed up immediately, and I was like, oh, is he just going to be doing copy guy the whole time? <laughs> he didn't really get into it, but like the first thing he said, <laughs> like when he's sitting at the desk, what was it? It was like something like... He was like, press two of you, like an automated response. Oh, that was yeah, funny. That was I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I also enjoyed it just as an action movie. Like, I like the uh, little set pieces and stuff. Definitely had a very 90s feel, though, to it. Like, despite being in 2032, ostensibly, like, I was definitely like, oh, that uh, color scheme, very mid 90s. <laughs> Teals and purples and whatnot. Yeah, and like the uh, Wesley Slate overalls and the. <laughs> The red shirt or whatever is like, yeah, I'm kind of digging this. They're going for it. It's not a super dark movie either. Like, it's kind of nice for a futuristic movie not to be like super shadowy all the time. Yeah. At the beginning, you think it's going to be just deep dark the whole time. Yeah. It was very, very dark light at the beginning. And then, yeah, you could see what's going on. Although that first, that opening 1996 scene, I, I got real Escape from New York vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't get Escape from L.A. vibes? I haven't seen Escape from L.A., so I guess I (laughs) can't say for sure. I haven't actually seen Escape from L.A. either, although I have seen Escape from New York. I mean, that's a sci-fi movie. Watch that at some point. (laughs) Watch the sequel. (laughs) Just the sequel. (laughs) Do that, too. It's a shuffle. (laughs) Anything could happen. That's how you trick someone into watching more movies. Like, no, you don't. You absolutely don't have to watch the first one. You only have to watch the part twos. <laughs> you guys like the action scenes or what? Yeah, I did. Just felt like a quintessential 90s action kind of sequences where it's exciting. 
there's things happening, but you know exactly what's going on. I Yeah, I liked them overall. There were explosions. There were shiny things. I noticed, particularly in the last fight scene, and maybe this was the case throughout the entire movie, there were a lot of those like rapid scene cuts where like you're seeing like 14 different camera angles in like a three-second split. <laughs> it, it was still very easy to follow the action, even with that happening. So, yeah, no, I thought that was it was all good. I will say that the movie kept reminding me of the third and fourth Batman movie so much that I had to keep checking that this wasn't a Joel Schumacher. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you know, lots of like ice and art, like big sets and lots of gratuitous shots of naked men's muscles. And (laughs) it was quaint to watch an action movie that had sets as opposed to CGI, though. Always (laughs) nice to have a throwback to this era. Yeah, like it was like little things like where I'm like, did they have to build a giant like mechanical crane arm? Or yes, I was? that, was, like, that was the exact like effect <laughs> that I was thinking of when I said that. Yeah, they, they built a big old robot arm and it featured heavily in many scenes. Or just the whole museum was cool where they're like, oh, here's this sure. whole underground section of L.A. that was buried. And you're like, oh, that seems like something really cool that could be in a museum. If this were to have happened and then like they bust through it and it's suddenly fighting down there. Although I did wonder why the uh, fire hydrant was still hooked up <laughs> to I water. That <laughs> I'm glad it was. <laughs> but that was probably my favorite action sequence. I do love all the loaded guns. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, don't think too hard about this. They probably barely knew. They probably didn't even know they were loaded. They don't know anything about guns, right? I can ignore a lot of silly plotting or, or you know, just like, you know, exploding active fire hydrant stuff in movies like this. For me, what, what movies like these come down to is how good the stupid wordplay is when two people get into a fight. So, like, for me, Commando is the high watermark on that. Like, <laughs> remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. And, like, oh, don't wake up my friend. He's dead tired. Like, that, that is the ultimate... Uh, action film for me purely as a result of the the i don't know that they're puns but again wordplay <laughs> this movie did solidly on that i liked um i think spartan slammed a tv into someone and said hey look you're on tv <laughs> like the, the dumber it is the better for me so there was that and then this one was never actually stated but i did like at the the very first fight scene in the movie between Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Snipes said something like, you know, I would lose my head if I, you know, if it wasn't bolted. I don't remember the phrase. So then he said, oh, I'll remember that. And then at the end of the movie, he kicked his head off. So that one was especially subtle because they didn't even specifically call back to it, but I I appreciated the hell out of that as well. (laughs) I like heard that line and I was like, huh, it didn't happen in this battle. Like, I knew it. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> we know what's happening at the very end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Wow, movies I... really used to have a lot more respect for their audiences. <laughs> right? they? Yeah. they They sort of, they didn't call back to that line in particular, but they at least called back to that opening scene when uh, Spartan said, like, uh, is it cold in here or is it just me? Which is something yeah. that they had said at the, you know, right before he set the place on fire. Oh, well, I did. Good memory. And then that's when I was like, oh, yeah, that's what he yep. said. It. Okay. <laughs> I was like, they they threw us a bone, but still, yeah. if you weren't replaying that. that entire thing in your mind, yeah. yeah. If you were and, still grabbing a slice of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I I do also like when movies are a little self-aware. I mean, not like uh, Last Action Hero necessarily style, if I'm thinking of the right movie. That's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger is in a movie in the movie, yeah, yeah. correct? Okay, yeah, yeah. But I did like Sandra Bullock at one point after uh, some fight scene or another went up to Sylvester Stallone and said like, yeah, I really like the way you like say stupid right before you like kill someone or I I don't remember. (laughs) She basically called out that they were doing exactly that thing. You know, I, I feel like with the, there were a lot of good lines, but I also feel like there were a lot of just like, like there's a lot of things that Wesley Snipes is saying that like, aren't really clever, aren't a pun aren't particularly funny, but I'm like still glad he's saying them. I didn't really, 
it was almost like sometimes he just had to say something, you know? Yeah, he's so good at selling it. I mean, this is line <laughs> delivery. It didn't really matter what he was saying. Just like look in his eyes or when he's dealing with the police officers the first time after he went into that booth and did all the computer stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this is easy. What can I get away with? <laughs> the attitude is absolutely part of it. Going back again to Commando, because I've seen that way more times. Uh, you know, you really need to sell the line. I'm not going to shoot you between the eyes. I'm going to shoot you between the balls for it to have the <laughs> correct gravitas. <laughs> so, I mean, again, it doesn't even necessarily need to be clever. I think it is like... 75 to 80 percent delivery and then like (laughs) if it does happen to be wordplay i'm even more about it one thing i will say though and wikipedia apparently agrees with me so i'm just going to read the wikipedia bit a subplot involving spartan's daughter was cut for pacing reasons this led to some confusion at test screenings where audiences thought sandra bullock was the daughter and reacted negatively to the scene (laughs) where they were about to have sex (laughs) because that was me (laughs) thank you for addressing that because they did they kept bringing up that he had a daughter and then it just went absolutely nowhere (laughs) i was just like oh and i was yeah and they like cut it off i was like oh it's clearly her and then they were like, let's have sex. And I was like, oh, I really hope it's not her. <laughs> this is like nightmare back to the future, right? Now. <laughs> and then they had weird virtual sex. And I was like, I guess maybe she could still be his daughter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tonally. I did feel like this movie was kind of all over the place. Like, sometimes it took itself very seriously, particularly, like, the opening. I mean, that's classic 80s, 90s action flick style. Then it was kind of silly with the the present-day setting. But during that virtual sex scene, like, it was just kind of upsetting. Like, it was just, I mean, <laughs> like, it was, it was... And I, obviously, that's what they were trying to get across, because Sylvester Stallone was supposed to react negatively. But it was... Again, tonally, just jumping from thing to thing, never quite sure what uh, I was supposed to be feeling at any given time. And shortly after that scene, a naked woman appeared on a TV screen for seemingly no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's wrong like, number. The That's boobs? the reason. Oh, there are the boobs. All right. <laughs> no, there Our were some, there, locked in. There were some boobs in the virtual sex scene. Yeah, they were so quick, though. Like... Unless you were freeze framing like we were, like it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, frame by frame time, guys. <laughs> Just like Man Thing all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. To your point about the R rating, kind of in retrospect, it's it certainly earned it with language, and yeah, I mean, I guess because they already got it for language, they threw some boobs in because why not? But I did love the little buzzer every time. Anyone yes, more, yes, yes, yes. I could have used more of that. Like literally, anytime anyone cursed, I wanted that thing going off because it kind of became one of those jokes that was like, haha, and then it wasn't funny. But then the fact that they committed to it for the entire movie did kind of make it funny again by the end. <laughs> where he swears so much it just runs out of paper or whatever. I'm assuming oh, that's where it instead of the seashells. He, he was using his <laughs> toilet paper, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's a lot of violence. It wasn't like too gory, brutal, like blood shooting everywhere until the final head explosion scene, I guess. I don't Even know. I that guess. was frozen. Yeah, that's true. And I I I guess that kind of surprises me. Like obviously they weren't going for family friendly. I didn't miss it. I mean, no, no I usually don't just, feel like, oh, it just needs more blew, blood. Why was there not more blood in this film? <laughs> they blew the effects budget on the giant crane. That's <laughs> 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 so what the Marvel movies are doing now. They save so much money on the uh, making big set pieces. They just <laughs> blow the rest of the money on squibs. <laughs> blood I mean, everywhere. I'm sure plaster Wesley Snipes filled with jam probably also cost a lot yeah yeah that's true jumping now back to the cursing i think it it wasn't one of the uh, uh buzzer jokes but they they're watching a video of something that uh, sylvester stallone had done in the past and it's like him holding a little girl and there's a reporter talking to them and the reporter i think very fairly asks do you think it's reasonable that you just destroyed a seven million dollar building to save a girl whose ransom was twenty five thousand dollars and the little girl just shouts like you like it's just, <laughs> just absolutely out of nowhere that that did make me laugh definitely a good bit i have a question Apart from, you know, like that little girl, were there any children in this movie? 
uh, was there may have been one or two running around in the below ground, whatever the hell it was called. The underground. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't need to really I puts mean, the sterile in sterile future. I, huh. I think they did uh, explicitly maybe. say that pregnancy was illegal without a permit. So you would probably expect the population to be aging pretty good. Yeah. Or all the kids are, you know, at some, you know, farm upstate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that Brave New World or 1984? I think that's Brave New World. Oh, yeah. Oh, which Wesley Snipes does huh? uh, reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, he does? Man, apparently a lot of stuff I'm just missing Brave out Brave New World. You know, a, a, one of his many just random lines. Huh. The script for this did kind of remind me of a J.K. Rowling book <laughs> to some extent with the last names. <laughs> I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't have to think too hard about the references. How early on, if anyone knows or remembers, did Arnold Schwarzenegger have actual political ambitions? Because they made the President Schwarzenegger joke in this, I mean, at least, what, a decade and a half before he became the governor of California? I don't even remember what year that was. Like, was it just something everyone joked about so much that it sort of became a reality? Or was this movie just prophecy? I mean, the answer is I don't know. I think it's meant to be a completely absurd joke. So I don't think anyone who wrote this movie had any ideas about his political ambitions. But And Jesse Ventura yeah. is also in this. <laughs> Wikipedia suggests 2003. Like, oh, you mean months. when he became governor? <laughs> yeah. Because <Okay. laughs> I'm, like, I'm literally looking it up now and I'm on the National Governors Association. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, November 2003 to January 2011. So since this is the sci-fi shuffle, let's talk a little bit about the science fiction aspects of this movie. Like cryogenically freezing people to one Kelvin. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to run the numbers, but I'm fairly certain that if something is like at one Kelvin and it's not just like a silver mirror finish that reflects all light. Just the very fact of being able to see it, like there being (laughs) enough light on it for for you to be able to see it would make it hotter than one Kelvin. I think if you took something that is one Kelvin out of, you know, stasis, whatever, and exposed it to room temperature air, which they did, there would probably be a fairly explosive reaction to that. I mean, it doesn't have to be one Kelvin. It could be 1,000 units of something else, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it, it said one Kelvin, though. Like the full word? Did it say the full word? Yeah. Oh, I just yeah, thought it said K. <laughs> I thought it just said K. You sure? I swear it said Kelvin. Maybe we're looking no at different things. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to check the tape just a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible <laughs> my brain just, you know, replaces it with the, the full term. All right, I've checked the tape, and uh, it's cut off in the pan and scan version I have. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy the vision of the future as, you know, not that we're necessarily supposed to take it that seriously, but, you know, how'd you feel the world building went and such? I mean, the technology didn't seem like ridiculous like i bought most of it was there anything in there that didn't seem like even feasible they did i mean uh, cryo freezing in the 90s oh sure yeah oh yeah they 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 did a pretty good i mean there were the self-driving cars which you know nine years from now sure we could get fully self-driving uh everyone was talking on the video screens which yep that's absolutely a thing we do and they still retained car culture completely which yeah (laughs) Uh, to see they didn't emphasize public transit or anything like that. Unreal. I did like all the car designs. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Like all the concept car stylings, which mm-hmm. the credits suggested were real concept cars that they had put together. Although part of me was a little sad when they had like future Oldsmobile. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the other part of me was like, oh, that just means Oldsmobile is coming back in the next nine years. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it, it does say the whole word, Calvin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The movie's ruined. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe it was just uh, a calibration error. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I mean, it doesn't say like X10 or X100 or anything like that either. It's 001 Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Paul, I thought it was pretty cool how they basically invented the Muniz verse. 
<laughs> right there. A tank of oil that you're suspended in. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you you can be aware in a waking nightmare. <laughs> I actually thought about that when they did it. I was like, oh, this we know what this is. <laughs> oh, so this is where he got that idea. <laughs> but they, yeah, did a good job, at least for a while, kind of making you think, oh, well, this isn't that bad of a future. Why would somebody not want this future? You know, because minus the criminals the from the past. Well, yeah. I think they referenced the last murder death kill was in like 2010. Ten. So, I mean, yeah, freedoms aside, <laughs> that's that's pretty solid. Only that's of natural causes. Citywide. Yeah. yeah. I did like, and it's just a little thing, maybe it was just something for, that I kind of enjoyed, but I liked how the Hall of Violence font was like the diablo kind of <laughs> yeah. like not like, actual, like the in-game diablo font yeah like the o's or have like the, the, the crosses cross. yeah you know i gotta say i i don't know if this counts as futuristic but i like the taco bell won the franchise <laughs> wars idea like it's just absolutely spot on perfect 90s view of the future <laughs> which this is also futuristic. The computers were also spot on 90s view of what the future is going to be. Absolutely loved the computer designs. Had those split keyboards that were super popular then. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the low res but uh, 3D everything <laughs> interfaces. It's like we're just going to show you some stuff spinning around. <laughs> some, some blocky wireframes. So one thing about the taco bell part of the movie was uh that's when i found out that apparently my source for this movie did not originate in the u.s or at least the north american <laughs> release you got the pizza hut version <laughs> yes. wait what <laughs> wait what complete with bad dubbing like there did not match their mouths when they said pizza hut. <laughs> when their mouths are saying taco bell <laughs> it's fantastic did they paint over the pictures like with like the sign on the the van that the guys are robbing where it says something like taco bell cantina or something yeah everything was retro was. fitted posts <laughs> what about the food was it still like six chips with various vegetables on it a quick shot of a crudely drawn pizza in crayon i gotta get another look at the at the table in that because yeah i don't remember let me find this uh here because i remember them like i remember not really featuring the food that's probably why they probably just like caught something out the impression i got was that all restaurants were taco bell but not that they all served tacos or mexican food yeah oh like they just yeah, took over everything just still well yeah remember everything's salt and spices oh that's true it is just still the same exact food complete with close-up of the tiny little chips mm-hmm. so previous guest dan has wasn't able to be on the episode today but said we were free to point out that he enjoyed how people in the movie always put the emphasis on bell instead of the first syllable of taco so they'd say taco bell (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty consistent it's really weird it really started made me question about how i say taco bell i was like do i say taco bell taco bell (laughs) like like for me i think it's just that the bell is just sort of neutral like it's it's just taco bell it's not taco bell so yeah, part they, of me like, wondered they if just it was, really emphasize it. He's if right. it was just how Nigel Hawthorne was saying it, because he'd never encountered these <laughs> words together before. <laughs> like, he wanted me to say what? And then later, like, oh, no, that's a real place. What? <laughs> All right. Now, now, that was a great take. Now say Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> just hire my sound alike. <laughs> so is the implication here that they don't have taco bell <laughs> in international markets yeah basically outside of the u.s and canada the taco bell is not very well known that's why the european oh, wow. version is pizza hut that's why wikipedia said wow wild can't even agree on which fake future we're gonna get i mean they're both 
owned by like yum brands or something right yeah so. <laughs> oh, hence the they could have made it a combination pizza and taco bell but i don't know <laughs> they, did they have those yet in 93 the technology wasn't there yet <laughs> first combination yum brands restaurant <laughs> like maybe kfc taco bell came first because it just makes more sense so would you guys eat the rat burger I don't know if it's cooked all right. If you are taking a bite by accident, yeah. I like that bit where he, like, you could see him mull over, like, (laughs) do I want to do this? And he was like, you know what? This is fine. (laughs) This is better than the salt-free tortilla chip. Right. (laughs) It also struck me as kind of funny this time around. In 1993, I wouldn't have even batted an eye. I just would have laughed. But where they're like, oh, yeah, we don't eat meat anymore. And it was supposed to be, like, completely ridiculous like these stupid future people as opposed to like, oh, no, I bet people in the future might actually not eat meat <laughs> in order to not destroy the planet. But <laughs> I guess that kind of goes back to the Dennis Leariness of it all. Charlie, have you fully signed on to the uh, the propaganda that this movie is warning you about? <laughs> I don't I don't know. What is it warning me about? <laughs> it's warning you about avoiding the soy boy future. <laughs> Can you stop saying soy boy, please? Where many things are better and many things are worse. <laughs> oh, just like a combination Taco Bell pizza. <laughs> <laughs> One's dragging the other down, and it really depends on what decade you're in. <laughs> uh, ChatGPT claims that the first co-branded Pizza Hut Taco Bell Express opened in 1992. But it gives no, you know, source for that information. So the Slate article had a link for the origination of the combination ones. So it's a link to a Seeking Alpha page. Yum always was the leader in marketing and rolling out multi-branding, beginning to work that idea as early as 1992. There you go. So, yeah, I mean... This movie came out in 93, so they certainly could have had it be a combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell. I think that's the biggest flaw of this movie. Look at what I just found. They really wrecked it for Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what, we, what is this link? Movie censorship. This is just the kind of site I go to when I want to talk about them. <laughs> I, love the, I love the idea that they censored out Taco Bell. It yeah. wasn't just a <laughs> regionalism thing. I did think that Pizza Hut on the window looked really weird. Like, <laughs> why is it just in the middle of the glass? Like, really small, like, really bad design principles. I really love the one just pasted on the car. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> it also says there's no difference, which suggests that the chips are still in the a shot in the movie in the yeah they they are like every even even the close up everything it's just yeah. the voice lines so what's on about this movie you liked we haven't discussed if anything talked a lot so i thought it was a little bit surprising that the crane arm that's used to handle really really cold stuff was itself sensitive to being really really <laughs> cold such that it shattered that seemed like some real cost cutting there on the uh, the part of the cryogenics facility. It seemed like his, you know, his plan, he was going to freeze the arm so he could break it so he could jump out. But Wesley Snipes' plan was to open the arm anyway. So, like, he could have just waited it out for an extra, like, 30 seconds. I, I, I didn't. I don't think he really needed an escape plan, I guess is what I'm getting at. I mean, I feel like philosophically, it's about making your own fate rather than just accepting the fate that your enemy has chosen for you. Oh, like the theme of the movie. Whether there's a difference in the end, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that he's fighting for it. That's what matters. It was a power move, to be sure. (laughs) I just thought like, man, that's thick. We're going to be here a long time. (laughs) it's probably hollow though it's probably hollow you know it's just bent sheet metal right i assumed it was solid i mean i guess i'd have to we'd have to roll the tape you know to to check and see how it shatters so yeah i mean we already talked about the song but once i realized it was an actual (laughs) song in the movie The movie was named after it. I looked it up and there was an article. It's like, oh, yeah, it was originally Sting wrote it. And then Grace Jones did her version of it. And then the police. And then I think Manfred Mann and then Sting did a version of it. 
So it's interesting to go through and like listen to all those different versions were very different. So I don't know. That was just a nice bonus thing that this movie made me do. <laughs> it really makes you think the whole movie in a whole new light. You know, like I was wondering why it was called Demolition Man. Like he doesn't really do that much demolition. It's more like butt kicking, you know. He blew up a building. He took out a seven million dollar mall. That- that's like that's like one minute of the movie. It does like, feel like they spend an inordinate amount of time asserting, like, no, really, he used to like demolish things constantly. Like, don't, <laughs> you got to believe us. Oh, before we wrap up, I got to bring up the line where he's like, "Jeffrey Dahmer." I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Made me ask a lot of questions that I wasn't <laughs> expecting to ask. <laughs> Yeah, it really made you think about like Netflix and like uh, and true crime and, and uh, <laughs> like at what point did he die? And yeah. <laughs> okay, I do have I do have one one last thing that I feel we need to cover. Everybody needs to go around go around the room and explain what how they think the three seashells work. And one's for scraping one side, the other scraping the other side, and the third one's for. Uh, right down the middle security yeah <laughs> no the third one you use to scrape off the first two seashells i assume oh that makes mm. sense that makes complete sense what so you don't just use two of them to like grab the logs and then the the third to to wipe <laughs> that's what i that was the diagram <laughs> i saw i'm sorry do you Wait, how are you do you use toilet paper <laughs> i was gonna say do you currently just grab it as soon as it appears well you if you it used it like toilet paper it wouldn't be a mystery so clearly that's not how i'm using toilet paper it's got to be something different Wikipedia tells me that Cyberpunk 2077, the player's bathroom has three seashells in it. <laughs> <laughs> the implication, though, is that it's cleaner than toilet paper, right? How can it possibly be cleaner? I don't know if it's cleaner, but it's less More environmentally destructive. Well, yeah, I guess anything would. A rock would they probably. They <laughs> probably just have like, really healthy poops, you know, with their state-mandated diets oh yeah, yeah. no spice oh, yeah. no salt like, it just comes it just pinches right off and there's no you know that's it. fuss no muss yeah. clean sweep nothing but net i do love the <laughs> thinking about how during that whole scene of several minutes with where they're laughing at him <laughs> about the shells that he's just got real mud butt through that whole he takes the paper and go back. I, I forgot about that part. I was like, is he just walking around with a poop and butthole? Uh, for my own sanity, I choose to assume that he got in there, saw that there wasn't any toilet paper, and was like, oh, I got to hold it. I got to figure this oh, out. So he yeah, really had That to might make more out. sense. <laughs> than him being too late. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going to stick with the poopy bottle. (laughs) We didn't talk about how the movie influenced other things like Dennis Rodman, who apparently his hairstyles were influenced. (laughs) 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 Or um, Halo in that their Spartan is named John. So I assume it's a direct (laughs) reference, not a coincidence at all. (laughs) I mean, in the TV show, he does demolish a planet. I understand. What? No, he's just responsible for a planet being demolished. Look, either way, he's the demolition man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Wesley Snipes is great, though. So, like, worth the watch for for Snipes' performance alone. So yeah, uh, Demolition Man was a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it. I appreciated that it wasn't terribly thinky. Like, I could just sit back and enjoy a fun action movie. It was kind of dumb, but not too dumb. Yeah. Two thumbs up, would recommend, if you're in the mood for a fun, dumb action movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good action movie. My only complaint was uh, too political. You know, just just real heavy on the reactionary thought. But Was that political thought what, in 1993, though? That That's what I wonder. Yeah. They would, have called, they would have called it politically correct instead of woke. But yeah, same thing. But couldn't you have those views and still, like, vote for whatever party at that time? Like... Sure, it's about PC stuff, but is it a Republican movie? You don't have to answer it. That's fine. Yeah, so I expected to like this movie because I don't back know, in I, 1997 or whatever. 
No, I expected <laughs> to like it now. I'm like, oh, this is going to be dumb and silly, and it's going to be an action movie. You don't have to take it too seriously. And I actually ended up liking it a lot more than I even thought that I would. Like, it, I think this movie knows what it is. Almost every part that's ridiculous is supposed to be ridiculous. I'm not sure I agree that, like, I look at it now and look at the politics of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a little bit libertarian or whatever. But I agree with Paul on that. I don't think at the time it was supposed to be like that. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, of course you would not want to be tracked or whatever. <laughs> but Or a uh, chip implanted in you so no, someone knows where you are at all times. But, um I don't know. Wesley Snipes is great. Everybody, I think, is great in this movie. We didn't even talk about Benjamin Bratt, who is in this, and this is like kind of this complete goofball who decides he wants to be part of the underground group instead, just having a great time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about that. He wanted to be part of Dennis Leary's gang. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> he was like, they smoke with cigarettes down here. <laughs> <laughs> and good well thought out action pieces wesley snipes is doing his cool wesley snipes hand-to-hand combat stuff and yeah would recommend and funny like genuinely funny almost throughout honestly i don't have much to say that hasn't already been said um watching it in 2023 it is i mean the politics of it are noticeable but yeah i whether or not that was really supposed to be a a hot topic uh when this movie came out uh probably not yeah i would i would watch it again if i was in the mood for a silly action movie that i kind of wanted to shut my brain off for yeah glad i watched it i don't really yeah have a whole lot to add it's a real staple of 90s action sci-fi with some good comedy yeah would would recommend if that's what you're uh in the mood for and there's a lot that makes it stand out amongst uh kind of similar movies in that that would fit that description all right, Paul, the fickle finger of fate is pointing at you to choose our next movie on the shuffle. Okay. Well, I know you've been stressing about it all week. I have, and I, I just, I did end up picking something this morning. So stayed up all night watching movies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I kind of felt like doing that. Um, but I would like to watch the 2017 stop motion animation film Junkhead. Any of you guys right. heard of this? Nope. Is is it foreign? Uh, yeah, it's Japanese. Oh, um, okay. It's like a first time director writer, pretty much done by like one guy and a few other people. This is the one that says it's 2021. Oh, but when oh, did yeah, 2017. 2017 was like its uh, film festival release. Ah. It didn't actually get an official Japanese release until 2021, but it is at least now on. It's got English subtitles on. Uh, amazon prime video but I is think this that's like the only place it is is this going to be like a fun foreign film like studio ghibli or like a waking nightmare foreign film like that french one we watched the the planet savage whatever the hell it was called it fantastic will be right fantastic planet was probably the yeah it's like a fa- it's a much more fun waking nightmare i would oh say. good right <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. I guess that's something to look forward to. Paul with another weird animated movie, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I promise it's not all. I'm not going to only pick like alternative <laughs> animation. <laughs> I mean, there's enough people recycling through that you could do that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just means the rest of us can't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, Kevin's going to go another weird animated film. Come on. <laughs> so, does this mean I can't choose nine for mine? Uh, I guess there's no reason you can't. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us on the uh, Sci-Fi Shuffle. And yeah, sounds like we get a a lighthearted, fun movie next time that will not cause any nightmares at any point. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. We had three guests with us today. We had... Doug Gobeski. That's me. Thanks for having me. Kevin Red Vogue. Hey, it's been fun. And Paul Wilcox. It was a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website, GobeskiWallsReport.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. Just follow us at GWReport. And we're on the Facebook as well, just like our page, The Gobeski Walls Report. I kind of forgot what was happening. <laughs> 
It's always so hard with the Twitter with like the at. Like you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. So I've never eaten the food at Taco Bell. Is it the sort of thing that you would describe as being not salty or spicy? Very much the opposite, at least on the salty side. As a member of more than one Taco Bell subreddit, there's definitely (laughs) there are running jokes about like the high sodium warnings you get when you uh, customize some of these entrees, or really just naturally getting them. So no, that's about the last thing I would want if I was trying to keep my sodium down at least. Okay. Like where there's so much salt that it burns. It doesn't need the spiciness. Just, I mean, eat just from pure salt. <laughs> that, that, but they also got the, the hot sauce packets. I'm a fire yeah. guy myself. Diablo's just going a little too far. Okay, can I ask a question? Yes. Why are you on multiple Taco Bell subreddits? <laughs> well, okay, so when, thank you so much for asking. When the Mexican pizza was discontinued, our Taco Bell, they, they like closed down their subreddit. So me and a lot of other people went over to our living mosques. And they did not close down when the Mexican pizza had been discontinued. Now, our Taco Bell came back once the Mexican pizza came back, maybe even a little bit before. So, I mean, I was already part of Living Moss. I wasn't going to, like, just skip that entirely and go back to our Taco Bell. But, you know, I ended up joining more than one, I suppose. Okay, I I... guess that explains why you're a part of two, but... (laughs) Why am I part of more than zero? Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's Reddit. I, I just enjoy me some Taco Bell. They usually know what the... God, this does sound bad. Just like, so I can plan out months in advance when I want to get Taco Bell because they always know what the limited time offers are, like, you know, in advance of them being announced. I like Taco Bell, okay? I think I'm, this, I'm realizing that I... I'm undersubscribed to food subreddits. It's, like, it's wild. I mean, is there a Mountain Dew subreddit that can tell me? What oh, I am are dropping? so <laughs> sure that there is. Let me see. Uh, oh, our Mountain Dew has 44,000 members. And I am confident that if it's not already do finding Megathread September 2023, <laughs> there's regional watches. Oh, my God. This is the most thorough post uh, on that I have seen in quite some time. <laughs> That's. I'm gonna. Have Paul, what's of, your what's your opinion which? on the new Voodoo? No, actually, I haven't had it yet. That's probably what? why I need a reference. Oh, I enjoyed it, but I want to know if anyone's tried the AI Coke yet. Ugh, I kind what of is, refused to out of principle, but wait, what uh, is AI Coke? You're not missing anything. It was trash. Coke that was partially designed by AI or something. Oh, like I guess they asked ChatGPT, "What should Coke taste like?" And they were like, it should taste like snail mucus. And they were like, okay, great. (laughs) It's probably not what happened. It's just what I assumed happened based on my job in the AI world. (laughs) Yeah, so I I did actually try a bottle of both the sugar and non-sugar version. And like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's trash. What's it taste like? I don't even remember. Trash? Like a dump? Garbage water, maybe? (laughs) Flavorless? (laughs) It was definitely, uh, I mean, like, if you want a Coke, just buy a Coke, you know? Like, you're not getting anything better with this. Also, the, uh, and I'm sure you'll cut this, but uh, the conspiracy theorist in me notes that it's future-flavored and finds the choice of colors that they had for the label very suspicious. Why is that? Uh, Because I I don't remember if it was for the sugar version or the non-sugar version, because it's one's white, the other's black, but... Uh, they match the colors of the trans flag. It's like this pale blue, pink, and white. Yeah, we probably are going to cut that. <laughs> More just so it's not misinterpreted than anything else. You just don't want the truth getting out there that, uh... that you're a transphobe. <laughs> Am I? Well, if you're complaining about this. Can I jump in and ask a question? I was reading about Taco Bell chicken nuggets. How did we get on this topic? <laughs> 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 Things seem to have escalated very quickly in the one minute of subredditing I was doing. 
we were talking about nacho fries, and I came back, and it was Adam accusing Doug of being a transphobe. <laughs> See, how am I supposed to cut the stuff that Doug said, but keep the stuff that Kevin said? <laughs> Sorry, did you see chicken nuggets? I did. There's, uh, they are trialing it in Minnesota right now, if anyone feels like heading on over there. Of course, that's where they're trialing. <laughs> Next thing they'll have tater tot hot dish. <laughs> Extra nacho cheese. Did you mean to walk into McDonald's? No, wait, hold on. <laughs> you don't have to leave. <laughs> oh, gosh. That broke me. <laughs> that was like. Uh, just a live action version of that. What the hell happened here, meme? Yeah, everything's on fire. Yeah. yeah. You know, earlier I thought Adam was going to comment on me saying that I'd never had the food at Taco Bell. I mean, I did say, "Wait, what?" But no one chose to acknowledge that. So. Um, <laughs> the answer is: Is it just a they have is Baja it- Blast? Is it just uh, one of those things where you're like, I've made it this far in my life, now it's a matter of pride? Uh, A little bit, plus the fact that I'm told it's bad for your health, so I don't really need that in my life, if I can avoid it. Like, I I don't don't need more vices, you know. I hear it's high in sodium. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You can't say sodium without yum. I guess that's true.